Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Canadians from coast to coast agree it's time to simplify our lives. Whether it's clearing up clutter, getting a handle on email, reducing the time spent on routine tasks such as laundry or grocery shopping, the vast majority of Canadians, 87%, want life to be simpler. And I believe, I think that's exactly what Canadians want. Every one of us wants health, don't we? Every one of us wants a home. We want a garden, a yard. We'd like to have some fruit trees out back. We'd like to have a little vineyard and a little brook flowing across our property, wouldn't we? And we want life. We want to be accepted for who and what we are. We want happiness. Well, friends, good news. This is precisely what God is offering. It's exactly what he's offering, and yet we are slow to accept it. It is incomprehensible that nine out of ten people will turn down what God has to offer for some of the dumbest, stupidest reasons there are. You see, the reason why we turn it down is because we have a moral disease. The Bible calls it sin. That's why we do it. It's incomprehensible, but that's exactly the way it is. Now, I've been to many places around the world, and I've observed the efforts that men have made to establish a great society, but they have been ineffective. It hasn't worked. There is no possibility of man establishing a good society simply because man is sinful. Man is selfish. Man is out to get what he can get out of this world. And I would make the comment in the current world about that, but I'm going to spare you that for now. It's just not possible for sinful man, selfish as he is by nature, to ever build a good society. A human solution is not enough to create a good society. It's for that reason that we have to come back to the gospel to find the answers. And you know why Jesus said you must be born again, which simply means that in order to have this great society, what we need is a new kind of human. Now, what does the Bible predict? Well, the Bible predicts a great society, and that great society is made by God and not by man. John put it this way in Revelation chapter 21 and in verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. The Apostle Paul, writing in the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, he said that Abraham looked for a city whose builder and maker is God. Only God, our righteous God, our holy God, can make and can rule a great society. In that same chapter, the record says that Abraham and Isaac 
and Jacob that they desired a better country. Hebrews chapter 11 and in verse 16, it says, but they desired a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God for he has prepared a city for them. If language means what language says, God was proud of these men. He wasn't ashamed of them because they were not content with what they had in this world. They were looking for something better. If I may turn the coin over, God is not pleased with those who do not look beyond what they've got here because certainly none of us has anything here. And we get a new toy or a new car or a new home or this other thing and we're like a kid at Christmas. It's very quickly over there in the corner and the thing we thought would satisfy our hearts is not meaningful anymore. And so the Bible commands that we look beyond this present state, beyond this present world, into a great society over which our blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, shall be our Lord. On today's program, we're going to talk about the nature of God's great society. Now, you may be wondering why I'm doing this. Well, I have a motive, and I don't mind sharing it with you. It's a perfectly healthy motive. The reason why I'm sharing with you today about the great society is to persuade you that the, the kingdom of God, the kingdom that is to come, is worth any self-denial. It's worth any sacrifice. It's worth bearing any cross. It's worth enduring any trial. It is worth suffering and any sickness. The kingdom of God to come is a desirable place, and I, I hope to persuade you of that today. Now, where is this great society going to be? Well, the world in which we are today is going to pass away. I cannot remember a time when I did not know that the world in which we live was going to be destroyed by fire. See, everybody knows that. The atomic age made this possibility very, very real. People used to laugh at the idea that the world could burn up. But that is exactly what atomic physics is concerned about, that somebody will start a chain reaction. But God isn't going to let that happen. Thank the Lord for that. It will be the Lord himself who will cleanse this world by fire on the last day. Now, it was the Apostle Peter who set the place of God's great society most clearly before us. I'm going to read in 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning at verse 3, and here is what it says. Know this first, that there shall come scoffers in the last days who walk after their own lusts and say, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things have continued as they were since the beginning of creation. For they willingly ignore that 
by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed standing out of the water and in the water by which the world that then existed was flooded with water and perished. But by the same word, the heavens and the earth that now exist are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and the destruction of the ungodly. God is not going to punish one ungodly person until after judgment day, and then the fire will come down and it will be the end of the world. That's the truth of what the Bible teaches. Now, we know this, that the world will be destroyed by fire. But as a general rule, it doesn't enter our minds to say, well, that happens after the fire. Now, let's, let's get Peter to answer. Let's go here to 2 Peter 3, verses 10 through 13. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a loud noise and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat. The earth also and the works that are in it will be burned up. Seeing then that all these things are to be destroyed, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness while you are waiting for and desiring the coming of the day of God in which the heavens will be destroyed by fire and the elements will be consumed by intense heat. But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So the answer of the Bible after the fire, then what is God going to recreate? There's a brand new world, even more beautiful than this world was in the beginning. And this new world, the Bible says, will be the home of God's children forever. And that's what Peter said. That's what John said in Revelation 21.1. I read it a moment ago. A moment ago. We can read it again. It said, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. You see, friends, the Bible agrees with itself. I'm looking forward to the day that we read about here. Do you know that the people of God will be there? And with our own eyes, we shall see God making the world and putting everything back into a beautiful state. I cannot think of anything that would be more wonderful than to see God make a world. I'd like to be part of that. And that's what we're going to see if we are part of God's great society. I mean, isn't that what Jesus said there in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, when he said there on the Sermon of the Mount, right at the very beginning of his ministry, this is the constitution of the Christian faith. Didn't he say, the meek shall inherit the earth? This world is ours. This is our home. And we're going to inherit it. We don't have it now, but it's going to be given to us. This world will be our home. For the meek shall inherit the earth. 
Now, I want to talk to you about something that I found over the years to be a great fascination to me. I just love to talk about this verse. It says here, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. Apparently, it says there will not be any great oceans in God's new world. I've wondered why John said, I don't see any sea. Well, three quarters of this world, give or take, is not inhabitable with, because of water and ice. It is essential that God removes the oceans. Why? In order to make enough room for the people who are going to live here. We're going to need the room for the people of God that he's going to place here. Now, the first thing, therefore, we need to know about this great society, the first thing we need to get clear in our own minds is that the great society of God is real. It will be here upon a world that God will make. Once this earth is purified by fire of sin and sinners, I mean, I want to be there, don't you? I wonder how many people are going to stay out of God's great society only because they never realized exactly what was involved. But the Bible teaches that God's great society, Israel, it's going to be here in a very real world. Now let's answer another question because this is tied right up into it. What kind of people are going to be there anyhow? Well, there's going to be a resurrection day, right? The Bible teaches resurrection, right? If we go back 2,000 years ago to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus is only a sample of that, of that which shall be at the last day. He is the firstborn of them that slept. Let's go out of the tomb of Jesus, shall we? One of the most carefully documented truths in the whole of the New Testament is that the grave of Jesus is empty. The disciples went out there and that stone was rolled away from the tomb and they went in and they saw the place where the body of Jesus had been. The Bible teaches that the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ was a resurrection of the body. We will be changed. This body is not going in. The Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 20, but our citizenship is in heaven from where also we await for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our body of humiliation so that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the workings of his power even to subdue all things to himself. He shall change our body that it may be fashioned like his glorious body. What was the Lord's glorious body like? Right? It's, it's weird to have a body like Christ, right? The same kind of body that Christ had, you know, after he passed through death. That's the kind of body we're going to have. Now, there's no question about it. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but there's no question that the resurrected body of our Lord 
was different from the body that you and I have right now. Right, the record tells us that he appeared in the upper room. The disciples went in, they locked the door, and Jesus appeared in their midst and said, peace be unto you, which we would probably say today, you know, don't be afraid, don't be frightened. It's all right, everything's cool. Now, how did Jesus get in the room? Well, number one, he was there before they got there and they didn't see him. Or the number two, the door whether it was locked or not, didn't prevent him from coming in. So what we see is that there is a mobility about this body that we shall be given that we don't have now. But we are to have a body different from what we have now. Nevertheless, it will resemble our body. Like, didn't they know it was Jesus when he appeared to them? See, I have people ask me all the time, am I going to know my husband, my children, my father, my mother in God's great society? Of course. Why not? How will we know them? Well, how did they know the Lord? They knew him by his hands. They knew him by his appearance. Mary Magdalene in the 20th chapter of John knew him by the sound of his voice. So are we going to know one another in God's kingdom? Of course we're going to know one another. After all, you think about this. Why would God go to the trouble to say, look, I want you and you and you and you. Why would he save us in, as individuals to then destroy our individuality? He's not going to do that. One of the most beautiful things about God's great society is the preservation of the distinguishing individual personality. It's because we're all different that makes us interesting. For the preservation of the individual personality is absolutely assured in God's great society. After all, right? Doesn't it say in the gospel that we would sit in the kingdom with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob doesn't the Bible invite us to the great marriage supper of the Lamb? And we're all going to be guests at this table. And as we sit there, someone next to me is going to nudge me and say, look over there, that's Moses. And, and, and there's Abraham. Oh, what a day that will be. You see, the Lord's got a chair there for you, my friend. You be sure to be there. Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a wedding. The kingdom of heaven is not like a funeral. You know, a lot of people get the idea that the kingdom of heaven is a funeral, but it isn't. It's a wedding. The happiest thing you can think about in your mind, that's what the kingdom of God is like. It's a wedding. The Lord told the story of this king whose son is going to be married. They sent out invitations and the people began to make excuses as to why they could not attend. Excuses. So in that story, we learned that somebody else came along and took their place because they made excuses. Don't you do that. 
I want you there because God wants you there. Let's pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you for the promise that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. And one day soon, he is going to return to take us to your great society. May each and every person within the reach of my voice right now accept that promise, claim Jesus as Lord and Savior, and one day be a citizen of God's great society. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have our special offer. On each and every broadcast, we like to make available to you, our viewer, free of charge, a resource, uh, a magazine, a book, something that will help you better understand how much God loves us and that his desire is that one day all of us be gathered at that banquet that we just talked about there with Moses and Isaac and Abraham and, and David and the disciples. The Bible says that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us and soon he is coming and he wants all of us to be there. Well, I hope these resources help you and help you help others. So what are we offering here today? Well, we have these uh, little tracks from Signs of the Times and uh, one is called, You Can Trust the Bible, Hope in Troubled Times, and Steps to Peace in Life. I'm going to send you multiple copies of these little tracks. What I'd like you to do with them, if I may be so bold to say this, is why not just distribute them to friends and family? I'm going to give you a bunch of them. They'll be in the package for you. Just distribute them to your friends. And who knows that, you know, someone needs an encouraging word. Someone is going through something and... And this little track can help them better understand just how much God loves them. I also want to send you another resource, uh, again from Signs of the Times. It is called Certainty in an Uncertain World. It's, it's a, a small magazine, again, filled with some very interesting articles. Uh, we want to make this available to you. As I said earlier, these are free of charge. There's no obligation. They're going to arrive in the mail. You're never going to receive an invoice. How can we make these available this way? Well, through the generosity of our donors. And that's why people donate to the program, because they like to see us get these resources out to you to help you. So um, if you would like to re request these offers, you're, we're going to provide you some information. Uh, let me just give you a quick heads up. If you're choosing to phone us, we use volunteers on the phone and we sometimes get more calls than the volunteers can handle. So you might get the answering service. If you do, do us a favor, leave your name and your mailing address. Just do your best to articulate clearly, enunciate clearly, so that uh, that just saves us a lot of time. It prevents, you know, we don't have to call you back and get your address. Just leave it right on the recording. That goes a long way to help us, okay? Hey, pay close attention now to the information if you'd like to receive this offer. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. 
That's the Lessons for Living Television website, www.alforaltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another program. Thank you so much for watching. Before we go, we have a few minutes. I just want to remind you of some of the resources we have available to you, uh, different ways that we can stay connected in between telecasts. Uh, the simplest way is to visit our website, l4ltv.com. On the website, all of our previous programs are accessible there. Just go to the tab where it says previous programs. Uh, you can request the offers on, the, on that tab. You can go to the Donate Today tab and make a donation to help keep the ministry on the air if you're so impressed to do so. You can uh, click on where it says Archived Sermons. And there, there's different messages that I've delivered around the country and dealing with different topics that folks have said are, you know, questions that they have. Why do bad things happen to good people? What happens to us when we die? Who or what is 666? There's a video presentation and then there's a handout, uh, like a study guide, a study help that you can download and, um, and use that to further your understanding of that particular um, topic. We have a live appearances tab that says where I'll be appearing live. Um, you can also send a prayer request. You can send questions. You can send comments about the program. All of that can be done on the website. On uh, other social media, uh, on Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, every morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I put out a one-minute devotional video. Folks say to me all the time, it's a great way to start the day. They watch that devotional just to start their day with their mind focused on things of heaven. So you can uh, follow me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. You can follow me on Twitter. And uh, that same devotional that goes on Instagram appears on Twitter also. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash L4L television. Like our Facebook page. This program will be available on the Facebook page within a few moments. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can download an audio version of our program through our SoundCloud page. So those are different ways we can remain connected. Just quickly before we go, we have another website, which is missionnowcanada.com. And that describes the overseas humanitarian work that we do in our ministry. We've done work in the Philippines, Nicaragua, Paraguay amongst the indigenous people in Paraguay. Some great stuff. 
if you'd like to donate to that cause, or if you'd like to get information about any upcoming mission trip that you might want to join us on, check out missionnowcanada.com. We are all out of time. Thank you again for watching. We hope to do this next time. I hope you'll be here. God bless you. We'll see you then.